0: And we're back. Hey. What's up? Hey. We don't have to hurry because there's no Game of Thrones anymore. But we have
1: to hurry because I want to go to bed.
0: Yeah. Well, I was ready a while ago.
1: You know what? I had things to do today. Mm. You didn't.
0: I did have things to do until the rain ruined my day. So anyways.
1: All right. Let's get to it in three.
0: Okay. Two. Seven. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't know who went first. I don't really care who goes first. Okay. I
1: know I did. What do we do? We did um 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 um, um, um murder suicide. Yeah. Because I did Chris Benoit. Yeah. Uh, I went second. I remember because we had okay. technical difficulties that took oh. forever to fix.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I'll go first this okay. time. Okay. So I wanted to actually do this one last week, but I um i was like oh yeah murder suicide this works but then i remembered that it was just murders and no suicide so
0: oh whoops
1: oh but i did it this week because it's podcasters pick and this one is messed up and it's fascinating so i did the list
0: are you gonna sing the whole time that you uh, yes
1: the list family murders All right, so John List was an only child of German-American parents, John Sr. and Alma List. Um, In 1943, the year my dad was born, he enlisted in the army. He served um, during World War II. He was discharged three years later, then attended the University of Michigan, where he got a bachelor's and master's in business and accounting, respectively. Um, And then in 1959, uh, when the Korean War, Sorry, Brandon. Was escalating. <laughs> the U.S. Army was like, hey, we need you to serve again. So they sent him down to live on a base in Virginia. And while in Virginia, Virginia, he met Helen Morris Taylor. Um, Helen, that crazy old bat. May She rest bat. In peace. a um, She was a widow. Um, of an infantry officer who was killed in Korea. Um, So she was probably pretty sad that her husband died. Mm -hmm. Um, So a year later, John and Helen got married.
0: Oh, would you look at that?
1: Mm, Yeah. All right. So we're nine years into this marriage now. It's 1960. They have three kids together, Patricia, John Jr., and Frederick. Ugh. Helen is um, a raging alcoholic uh, and is...
0: Raging? Um, He's not just an alcoholic. Raging. He's raging. No,
1: she is a raging alcoholic. Oh, okay. um, she And she's increasingly becoming more unstable um, the older she's getting and the more she's drinking. Um, she verbally abuses John in public. She's very verbally abusive to him in the home. Um, eventually, he accepts a position at a bank in New Jersey. No, New Jersey. In Jersey City, New Jersey. There's a lot of jerseys there.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, I was thinking of something else. When you, what? When you said uh, <laughs> verbally abusive, I said I was about to say. Oh, it sounds like uh, sounds like me.
1: Mm, shut up.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no.
1: Well, I'll talk more about it later, and then you can decide if it's um, anything mm-hmm. like your situation. You should be thankful. Okay. <laughs> anyway. um,
0: See? See, guys?
1: Like I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> he accepts a position at a bank in Jersey City, New Jersey, as vice president and comptroller. I don't really know what comptroller is, but I'm assuming it's like you're in charge of money or something. Yeah. Um, Is it? I don't know. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I was just...
1: <laughs> I was like, you have a business degree, you know? But no.
0: Yeah, but I don't know that...
1: Um, so he moves his wife, children and mother from New York to New Jersey. Um, Helen, his wife, insists, she insists that he buys a 19-room Victorian mansion named Breeze Knoll. And because his wife is verbally abusive, and she probably said some really mean things to him in order to get him to buy this house. can buy it.: He does. So he buys this mansion, and they move in. Um, So the family, John, Helen, and their three kids, and John's mother, Alma, are living the American dream. It's the mid-60s. They live in a huge, beautiful home. They attend church every Sunday. John teaches Sunday school at this Lutheran church. He has a great job. Um, But... Everything changed in 1971 when John lost his job as vice president and comptroller. Um, Apparently, he could never keep a job for very long because he always had personality issues, clashing personality issues with the other workers there. That'll cause it. Yep. So um, he was at this job. He got it in 1965 and was fired in 1971, so six years. And from what I read, this was... One of the longer durations he was at a job. Hmm. Um. So because of the shame and embarrassment um, of losing, getting fired from this job, he couldn't bear to tell his family about getting fired.
0: R- like oh, he yeah.
1: He couldn't. He couldn't do it. So he didn't. Um, every day, John Liss woke up. He put on a suit and tie. He got his briefcase, and he went to the train station. Where he sat all day, every day, five days a week, probably nine to five, reading newspapers, eating his lunch from his briefcase. That
0: reminds me of Cat in the Hat, Alec Baldwin.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Um Uh he stayed there on all day until it was That was
0: Alec Baldwin, right? Alec Baldwin, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, When he like takes off that girdle and his stomach, like, pops yeah pops up. Yeah. Um, he stayed at the train station all day and when it was time to come home from work he did Um, (coughs) I have work in parentheses or uh, quotation marks in case you didn't catch up on that
0: Uh, no you didn't do the little finger quotes so I didn't understand work oh there we go Um,
1: (laughs) now I understand (laughs) yeah he would come home every day acting like everything was normal wake up and do it all over again the next day he kept this up for a while.
0: Wouldn't? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird.
1: Um, how did he pay for Breeze Knoll? Their well, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Victorian of. mansion. I'm so glad you asked this question because John was secretly taking money out of his out of his mother's bank account. What bank accounts? And paying for the mortgage and other familial expenses.
0: How could you not? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Had to keep up with the Joneses. You know well, no, saying?
0: no, no. I mean, how would his mom not know that this money's is disappearing?
1: Um, from the way f- I, from what I gathered, from what I read, he was probably his mother's, like, power of attorney or something. She yeah. was older. She was in her 80s. Oh. So oh, he was, like, in control of her bank accounts, her, like, living. He She lived with him Yeah. At, in the mansion. So. Oh. oh, okay. I think... Um, he was oh, well, talk. that's a different story then. Didn't yeah. didn't have any idea. So he was taking money from her um, bank accounts and using that to pay for his house and his family. Um, so when this routine began to weigh too heavily on John's me, he came to one simple conclusion. Kill his entire family.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a way to solve it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, on the morning of November 9th, 1971, um, as his wife Helen was enjoying her coffee at the kitchen table, maybe with a little booze in it, we don't really know, um, John Lis walked up behind her and shot her in the back of the head with a 9mm handgun, immediately killing her.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: He then went up to the third story of their home, to his mother's suite. She had, like, her own... You are obnoxious
0: I don't want open containers near my laptop
1: Uh, Okay I'm going to punch you in the head Uh. My water bottle is sitting next to me And it was open It's been open this entire time And as I'm telling this amazing story He points to it (laughs) And looks at me
0: Because I ask you all the time
1: Your computer is like three feet away from me
0: Yeah but still that's not the audio interface.
1: That's two and a half feet away from me. That's you know, not closest three feet. thing to me is my expensive microphone and my expensive Beats headphones. So, if anything, that's gonna take the. You know what? It's okay. I'll kill you later. Um. <laughs> so, uh, he goes up to the third story of their house, where his mother's little apartment is at. Okay. Um. Walks up to her, says, hey, mom, how's your morning? I'm glad you just woke up and you're still in bed. Shoots her in the face. Under the left eye. It, the bullet enters under her left eye. Um, 84 years old. His mom. Poor wasn't. Maja. Yeah. Um, he then went around the house and cut himself out of every family picture that there was. Um, He called the milk delivery service that they had, as well as the newspaper service, and canceled their deliveries. Um, He called a woman who carpooled his kids to school every day and said that they had to go to North Carolina, um, where his wife was from, because (coughs) her dad was in poor health. Um, So they were going to be gone in North Carolina for a while, taking care of his father-in-law. And he would let her know when they all came back so that she could start taking his kids to school again um i lost my spot oh he called the post office and told them to hold the mail until further notice saying you know we're gonna be gone um then it was time for lunch so he made himself a sandwich in the kitchen where he murdered his wife
0: that's crazy
1: sat down and ate his sandwich
0: that was like that one story you had with the one guy hanging in the what or he was killed in the front and she like cooked some of him or something. Oh, and Catherine was make- Mary Knight. Yeah. She hung up his um, yeah. pelt. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. yeah.
1: And then cooked his butt cheeks in the oven. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um that's a good one. That's episode two. Uh,
0: it's early. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think so. Um uh, Whoop, I just hit my microphone. Okay. Anyway,
0: That could have been your bottle.
1: This bottle could be shoved up your ass if you don't (laughs) stop bringing it up. Um, Anyway. Where was I? Oh, he ate his nasty sandwich at the kitchen table. Probably covered in blood, I would imagine. The table is. Um. Anyway. And when two of his three children came home, uh, Patricia and Frederick, the oldest and youngest, when they came home from school, he shot them in the back of the head, instantly killing them. Um, That's disgusting. He said he shot his wife and those two kids in the back of the head because he didn't want them to know uh, that it was coming. Um, So he then, after killing two of his kids, he left the home and went to the bank, where he closed out his and his mother's bank accounts. Um, then he drove to Westfield High School to watch his 15-year-old son, John Jr., play in his soccer game. Um, while his family... Like acting had, like nothing is yep, wrong, while yeah. While his family was at home dead. Um, then after the game, he drove his son home. Like Everything was normal. Then as they walked in the door, I'm sure john jr was like oh my god what the hell yeah um john senior the dad uh, attempted to shoot his son then um however john jr fought back or he tried to fought, fight back but ultimately succumbed to death when john senior shot his son in the chest 10 times oh my god to that's ensure excessive. yeah to ensure his death extremely excessive um john then got sleeping bags and placed them in the floor in the middle of their skylit ballroom this house had a ballroom it wasn't furnished
0: that's what made him crazy yeah making trying to make all these mortgage payments with no job
1: yeah this ballroom wasn't even furnished because they didn't even use it that's crazy yeah um so
0: why do you need a house that big
1: why do you need a ballroom? Apparently, this family was extremely socially reclusive, and they, like, didn't talk to... Sounds like us. Yeah, exactly, but, like, even more so, they didn't talk to anyone, they didn't invite people over. So what's the point of having a ballroom? Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, Like when we
0: were looking for a house, and our real estate agent said, oh, this would be nice for get-togethers and stuff, and we go, oh, that's not going to happen.
1: That's not necessary, (laughs) Um, Actually, if we could get those uh, metal... Sheets that slide down on the windows. Yeah. With the push of a button, that'd be great. Because as soon as someone comes up to the front door, we could just. <laughs> walk yeah, walk them
0: out. yeah. When we get this house, um, first thing that's going in is a moat with the alligators around it.
1: Yep. <laughs> and the drawbridge. It's a tightrope <laughs> instead of a drawbridge. <laughs> it's a tightrope. Um, if they can make it across the tightrope without dying, then yeah. they are worthy enough. To yeah come in, but they have to promptly leave. (laughs) 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 Okay, bye. Yes, uh, back over the tightrope. (laughs) Um. Okay, so imagine this giant empty ballroom. He gets sleeping bags, puts them in the middle of the ballroom on the floor. He then drags his wife and children one by one into the ballroom and places their bodies on top of the sleeping bags in a line. Um, he wrote some notes to people, including his pastor, saying that he saw too much evil and poverty in the world, and killing his family was the only way to save their souls. The dumbest explanation I've ever heard. Anyway, he then turned on all of the lights in the house and left. Hmm. He left. Actually, I think he killed the family, put them in the ballroom, turned on all the lights, Went upstairs went to bed the next morning early the next morning he then left so he slept in the house with his yeah you get it yeah Um, because the family was so socially reclusive like i said a second ago it took about a month for anyone to notice that something wasn't right with the lists um People started noticing that the lights were on day and night with no apparent activity and that no one was leaving the house or going into the house. Um, Patricia, the oldest and only daughter of John List, um, was really into theater and drama at her high school, and she was apparently really close with her drama teacher, and she told him that if her family was to ever go on vacation, in quotations, um, that her father probably had killed them. Whoa. That that meant... That he had killed them. So that's crazy. She she knew something was yeah. going on, um, and apparently the the drama teacher had met John List one time before and uh-huh. said he was super weird.
0: Well, I don't think a normal um, pe- person kills all their family members like that.
1: Yeah. So they they were aware of something going on.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so the drama teacher knew something was up and called bullshit on the whole North Carolina story. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. The whole them going to North Carolina to see his yeah. father-in-law. He's like, no, they're not doing that. Someone needs to go check this out. Um, and as the lights in the mansion started burning out one by one, hmm. the police were called a month later. Um, when the police entered... Enchi- oh, man. Yeah. When the police entered the mansion on December 7th, Who? 1971, so it was like... 29 days or something. It wasn't exact. or 28 days. It wasn't exactly a month, but basically, it was a month. Okay. Um, so when they entered the mansion on December 7th, 1971, they were met with the stench of death. I would say so. And organ music playing throughout the house on the intercom system.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Creepy yeah. Creepy organ um, hymns. Playing on the intercom throughout the entire house.
0: Creepy.
1: Eerie. Could you imagine walking yeah. into a huge-ass empty mansion and you just hear old organ music playing?
0: Yeah. So where did he go?
1: Um, well, in case you were wondering about the music, he had set a music player by the intercom system and set it to where you would have to manually turn it off in order oh. for the music to stop playing. Huh. Creepy. Um, I was
0: wondering about that.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you inquired. Um, anyway, <laughs> so police were there. I'm sure they probably turned the music off because they were like, this shit's annoying. Um, they found the letter that John had written to his pastor uh, like in his desk drawer... Mm -hmm. Um, And they were like, oh, God, he killed his family. So the hunt for the patriarch was on. They tracked his vehicle down and found it at the Kennedy International Airport in New York City. But they found no evidence of him boarding a flight. You know why? Why? Because he didn't board a flight. He took a train from New York to Michigan, from Michigan to Colorado, where he eventually ended up in Denver. Mm. He changed his name to Robert Peter Clark. Three first names. Um, Got a job as a comptroller at a paper box manufacturer. He joined a church. And at this church that he joined, he met Miss Dolores Miller. Who he married four years after he murdered his entire family.
0: That poor woman has no idea.
1: Nope, no idea. Three years later, in 1988, the couple moved to Virginia where John, I mean... Bob Clark, got a job as an accountant. Like I said, can't hold a job for very long. Yeah. Um, now, around this time, the TV show America's Most Wanted was pretty new, pretty popular in um, America. So I was um, wondering
0: about that, like now that they're m- he moved back to the East Coast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're yeah, one night. Um, as John List and Bob Cl- or John, <laughs> John List slash Bob Clark, um, same person, and his wife Dolores, uh, they were actually sitting on the couch watching the TV show, America's Most Wanted. She
0: goes, Oh, that's you!
1: Um, no. Oh. Uh, they're sitting there watching it when an age progressed clay sculpture of John List came on the screen. Well, then um,
0: that would have been him.
1: It was him. If yeah. you've seen pictures of this thing. It was real. And how John Liss looked in real life, the precision and accuracy was terrifyingly Huh.
0: I'll look it up spot after. on. Because when I tried to look up something last week, that's when we had all those oh, recording Oh, so it's issues. your fault. Well, one of them was. The other two weren't.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know why the other two. Yeah, happened. you got you got to do it. You, go, it's like a bust okay. of him, and it is scary how. Oh I
0: wait, I have my cell phone. Yeah, do it. John List, like L I S T. List,
1: like Christmas list. Okay. Um, Every time
0: you say John List, I keep thinking of John Lithgow.
1: <laughs> run, run, run yeah. as fast as you can.
0: Very well.
1: Um. Yes. Okay. So, why did they make this clay bust? Of John Liz, you ask?
0: Why? Because I ask?
1: he had cut himself out of all the pictures in the house, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually pretty smart. I'll give it to him. Even though he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so John is sitting there on the couch sweating bullets, like, oh crap, my wife is going mm-hmm. to see this as I'm sitting next to her on America's Most Wanted. And she's going to freak out, but she didn't pick up on it. She didn't recognize it as her husband. You dumb dumb. Yep, even though it looked exactly like him. However, other people, like his neighbor, did.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yep, he was arrested on June 1st, 1989.
0: No, the the picture. Uh Oh. How could his wife not notice that?
1: Maybe she was blind in one eye. She or both eyes. Maybe she, maybe she didn't notice and was like, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> everything's fine.
0: Yeah. Or that. That's crazy. Yeah, um, that is good.
1: Yeah. It's kudos to that artist. because He's
0: like kind of an old fart.
1: Um, well, yeah, he's in his 40s at this point.
0: Yeah. His, he, m- his mid-40s. He now. looks older than that, though, in Probably the picture. Probably all the stress of murdering yeah. his
1: family. Yeah. And not being able to hold a job for very yeah. long, yeah, yeah, and living like a under piece of shit. a false identity, yeah, um, that's true. All right, so anyway, he was arrested on June first, nineteen eighty nine. But he swore, he stood by his alias, and he swore that he was an accountant from Colorado. For eight months, he stood by this alias until the evidence was so undeniable that he was John List. They had fingerprints, they had evidence from the house, they had, like, everything.
0: How can someone change their name and they can't still trace it back to that person? I don't
1: know. I would never change my name.
0: Because you'd have to legally do it, and I'm sure there would have to be some record of that happening. Do you know what I mean? Um,
1: No, he probably just said his name was Bob Clark and then got, like, fake.
0: But wouldn't he have to have, like, identification? Yeah, that's
1: what I was saying. He probably got, like, fake IDs and stuff.
0: But if he got a house, how do you get, like... Credit reports and. Maybe he
1: didn't. Maybe they rented an apartment. Maybe it was oh. under his wife's name.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, and there he goes again. Featuring him. What? Do you wanna go in your kennel? That dog never stops.
1: It gets worse. He knows his shot collar is not on. So he's like, I can bark as much as I want and not yeah. get shocked.
0: Yeah, we're going to put that bad boy back on. Yeah,
1: we're going to tonight. Yeah. I think it's dead, but it's the placebo effect. It's on. So he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Okay. He's just jerk enough. Like, he's enough of a jerk to know. Yeah. It's not on. I'm going to bark. Anyway.
0: We'll show him who's boss.
1: Yeah. The evidence against John List not be. (laughs) not being Bob Clark, yeah. was so undeniable that he finally just gave up and he was like, yeah, I'm John Lewis. I killed my family. Um, so at the trial, John talked about his financial difficulties and how he was ashamed, blah, 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 blah. Um, He also disclosed that his wife, Helen, the raging alcoholic, also had untreated tertiary syphilis. A uh, what? That she had contracted 18 years earlier. From her first husband.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Um, she also coerced List into marrying her by falsely claiming that she was pregnant, then insisting that they marry in the state of Maryland where it's not required to... <coughs> oh my God. Let me go here, beat here. my dog. Hang on. I'm just kidding. I would never do that.
0: Yeah. Here, you keep, you keep talking. I'll calm him down. Keep, keep telling the story. Hey, come here. Come here. Keep telling the story. no. You no, take it fine. away. No,
1: no. Sit. Stay. I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Um, all right, so... I'm going
0: to go make him sit.
1: She then insists... She insists, like with Breeze and Oll, that they marry um, in Maryland, where it's apparently not required to have blood testing to get a marriage license. I didn't know it was required in the first place. Oh, months, I
0: didn't know that either.
1: Apparently, um, it is. So... But it wasn't in Maryland at the time, so she's like, hey, let's go get married there because you won't know I have syphilis. So she married him knowing she had this STI. Um, And then she would also publicly compare John's sexual prowess um, with that of her first deceased husband. Negatively compare it. Mm -hmm. Unfavorably compare it. Yeah. How embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Whatever.
1: Um. So that was his struggles, so he killed them all, which doesn't really seem like a fair trade to me, but that was found out in court um, during his trial, which I kind of find funny, but in a sick, twisted way. Anyway, (laughs) um, so during the trial, a court-appointed psychiatrist diagnosed List with uh, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, which, if you know anything about um, mental disorders, Uh, you hear obsessive-compulsive disorder, and that's entirely different from obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. Typical OCD is when you have obsessive or intrusive thoughts, and then you feel the need to do compulsive actions in order to rid these thoughts or get rid of these obsessive thoughts. Um, Obsessive-compulsive personality disorder is someone who must be in control have everything exactly perfect correct in order at all times and they must be the one to do this um they have to be such perfectionists and so controlling to the point that they will like sabotage their own i don't know how to explain this but one um, example of OCPD that's always stuck with me is um, a, so, like a manager of a grocery store who has OCPD, will, their symptoms will be so severe that all of their employees will quit and they will still con- continue to be controlling and obsessive about perfection in their store. Yeah. Um, that's just an example. But that kind of gives you an insight into his life and how difficult. That must have been for him to experience those feelings along with being verbally abused by his wife, being controlled by his wife, and him wanting everything to be perfect.
0: So doesn't give times. an excuse to <laughs> kill. Oh absolutely yeah. not,
1: but I'm saying that probably caused a lot of mental health issues that yeah. made him probably break down and feel the need to kill his entire family. Um Anyway, in an interview, uh, John asked why he didn't take his own life after killing his family, um, because apparently when one kills their own family, 80% of the time they commit suicide afterwards. Um, So he is obviously in the minority of that percentage. Um, He stated that he didn't kill himself because it would bar him from entering heaven once he was dead. But killing your family apparently doesn't um also the letter that he had written to his pastor um was used as evidence uh in the trial and the judge that was presiding over the case said that he will never forget the gasps of the jury in the audience um that he heard when the last line of this letter was read and it stated p.s mother is in the hallway in the attic third floor she was too heavy to move
0: oh my gosh
1: that's his mom yeah and she was too heavy so he just left her in the hallway of the attic that's crazy probably like really nice and finished yeah but yeah it
0: wasn't an attic like we would think of
1: yeah but still geez she was too heavy to move first you kill your mom then you fat shame her (laughs) then you leave her dead body you know what Oh, it's messed up. Okay, so on April 12th, 1990, John List was convicted of five counts first-degree murder and sentenced to five consecutive life sentences. In March of 2008, John List died in St. Francis Medical Center in New Jersey of pneumonia at the age of 82. Good riddance, you asshole. <laughs> what happened to Breeze Knoll, the haunted mansion, you ask?
0: Why, I ask?
1: <laughs> What happened? Why? <laughs> uh, ten months after the murder, someone set it on fire.
0: Oh, And it huh. burned to the wow.
1: ground. Then three years after I the murder. I should murders, have looked up a picture of this mansion. It's huge and white, um, like the privilege they had. And um, so three years after the murders and two years after it was burned down, um, a new mansion was built on the grounds. Um, oh
0: wow! Oh, that doesn't look that big. It's big, but well, I
1: mean, it's only 19 rooms, so it's like a smaller mansion. Yeah,
0: only 19 rooms. I mean, I'm not saying this is small, but it's, it's not, not, like not a what a I thought. Huge yeah,
1: ginormous like Kardashian mansion. Yeah, in I was thinking. Yeah, when you yeah. Hear the word mansion, but it's it's an estate it's yeah it's big
0: no it it is it is it's just i guess i was thinking it was bigger than that
1: i think it's just because it's very square yeah like it's just one giant yeah. square it almost looks like, like an apartment building like rectangle yeah it's got a lot of, it's very colonial yeah looking um but yeah um
0: yeah like um i was thinking more like the mansions have you ever seen the ones down here in like st louis yeah. Like the Forest Park ones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's an what old I, Yeah, that's what I was thinking more yeah. of. Yeah,
1: no, it's just one giant rectangle. One yeah. giant white rectangle. Yeah. And that's it with a roof. Um okay. So anyways, so last little tidbit. The biggest irony of this entire story is that John List, he was acquiring a large debt with trying to maintain his lifestyle. Um, while also not having a job. Um, but the skylight that was in the ceiling of the family's ballroom, remember I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the skylit ballroom? The um, glass skylight uh, was a signed Tiffany original, valued at over $100,000. Wow. Which in today's money is about 600000 dollars. Which would have gotten the family out of debt.
0: Oh. And then some. You dummy.
1: So that is the list family murders.
0: Yeah, would it got him out of debt at the time though? Yes. Because it's only worth six hundred now. Yes. But oh okay. Yeah. All
1: it right. would have gotten them out of debt at the time.
0: Oh. Okay. Alright. Well that's kind of fucked up. Never yeah. heard of that.
1: Yeah. That's a, it's a mess up one.
0: Yep. All right. That was a good show. See you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I had to tell mine. Oh, dang uh, Okay. So mine, uh, I'm not going to go as in-depth because I think everyone should probably, I'm promoting somebody else's podcast, but it's the Wondery one that I listen to which was over it because they have interviews and stuff that they actually did on their own, you know. So I think they should be credited with that. But we'll go over it here. Okay. Um, So I did look up, like, uh, some additional things, too, um, that weren't – if they were mentioned in the podcast, I didn't remember them. Um, But it's over uh, Christopher Dunch, who is also known as – Doctor Death. Uh, so he was born in Montana, 1971. Ew. Yeah, um, and so he had 38. Pa- he was a neurosurgeon, neurologist, and um, he. So he had a total in his time. He had a 38 patients. 31 of them were paralyzed, and two of them were dead. Two of those 31 were dead or died of complications after the surgeries.
1: So he was really bad at his job. Uh, yeah,
0: he fucking sucked. Um, so between 2011 and this all happened between 2011 and 2013. Um, and his patients, almost all of them woke up with either horrible pain, numbness or paralysis or all three. Um, and then what was really odd uh, about everything here is that he actually went to a good school and we'll get into that. He went to a good school and he went to medical school, medical school, obviously. And he was apparently like a really good student. <clears throat> I think he was just more book smart than he was actually applying himself, uh, you know, doing the job. Um and he completed his residency program for neurosurgery. He uh, received his undergraduate degree in the University of uh, Memphis and stayed out there to receive his MD and PhD um, from the University of Tennessee Health Center. Um, So he apparently did so well, uh, he was actually allowed to join the prestigious Alpha Omega Medical Honor Society. And then he studied neurosurgery for five years and, and then a year studying for general surgery. Um, and I wonder then if his... Uh, what's that?
1: I wonder if his m- membership to the Honor Society was revoked.
0: Uh, I can't remember.
1: Hmm. okay. Uh,
0: I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. I, yeah. Why are you apologizing to me? I don't know. Keep going. Oh, okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. He might have. Uh, probably... Because he did some messed up stuff. Uh, So he ran two successful labs and raised millions of dollars in grant funding um, for it or with it, you know. Um, But the, I think, so he had this, they were trying to help, you know, victim or like paralysis victims. And he like, he was working with some other guy on a business with it. And then the, bi- the guy just ended up finally cutting himself off like from Christopher eventually.
1: Probably, be, yep. Yeah. You know, I'm uh. going to let you tell the story. What's that? I'm going to let you tell the story. Oh, okay.
0: Story. Well, that's fine. I'm going to let you finish, but... Uh, oh, okay. So around two... <laughs> my notes here. Around 2006 to 2007, Christopher started to go to shit. His, his ex-girlfriend um, reportedly said that one night they spent the night partying What's doing... What's his last name? I'm sorry. Dunch. dunch. D-U-N-T-S-C-H. Um, in the picture that you'll most famously see <laughs> is whenever he ended up, like, moving back to his parents in Colorado, and then he got pulled over. Um, he got in some fight. Chris Dunch? Yeah, Christopher Dunch. Oh. You can just search Dr. Death and it comes up too. Oh, that works. That's easier to spell. Yeah. Um, But one night, his ex-girlfriend reportedly said that um, one night they spent the night... (laughs) He's pretty rough looking, isn't he? Um, They spent one uh, night partying, doing cocaine and LSD all night long. Oh. And then Christopher would go straight into work in the morning and just put on his scrubs and his coat. Yeah. that guy should not be operating on people um, um. <laughs> what
1: Jinx. he looks he looks like someone i know that's why i made that face oh. when i pulled up the google images yeah i made the space where i like gave myself a double chin <laughs> i was like ugh. oh um because he looks like somebody i know oh. i could see in his early days the 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 appeal maybe oh. i mean look at those baby blues
0: is that him? Yeah, I guess yeah. That looks like and him. And his
1: defined jawline before yeah. he had gels.
0: Yeah. So they think that like when he was younger and in college, they think they were seeing him as a you know a good person, yeah. but then okay. well, well apparently not a potential good person. Um. But then yeah, he's doing cocaine yeah. and LSD drugs. Those will get to
1: you. Um. All so right, then
0: and uh. And then there was like a there was a story that. A nurse was, you know, obviously the surgeon is there and then they have nurse nurses around them. Mm-hmm. And one nurse said he saw like Chris Dunch had like a little hole like in his scrubs. Um, and then like he wasn't wearing any underwear. Hm. But the thing is, is he saw him wear those same pants for like five days
1: in a row.
0: Yeah, so he would, this, like, surgeon's wearing these dirty pants every single day. That's gross. And, That's yeah, how you he get just, infections. like, doesn't even care. And, obviously, he's drugged up and... Not wearing underwear. Yeah.
1: Which I can't blame him. And then... It is breezy. Yeah.
0: Well, and then, so, like, also, so nurses, um, they're not supposed to like actually question the surgeon unless they see something really wrong like that's dumb well because it's they're they're supposed to help like if they see something unethical or they do see something wrong then they are supposed to question it or you know go report it yeah and one guy actually said hey what like what are you doing and then chris is pulled out the do you know who i am card and then this is where it starts to get become like the real the real person who he is. Um, so he um, so yeah, like I talked about, he was partying, and then at uh, one point one point he was sent to an impaired physician program after he refused to take a drug test, but still allowed to actually finish his residency. Um, that. Somewhat raises a red flag already, but whatever. That
1: somewhat screams white privilege. Just saying. Eh, well, I'm if he was a woman or a POC, they would have revoked that license so quick.
0: Yeah, well, but I don't. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, anyways, Dr. Dunch, uh he was recruited uh, from Memphis to join a minimally invasive spine institute in North Dallas in 2011. Um, which is where he starts to, you know, act like he can do surgery. When he arrived, he started at the Baylor Regional Medical Center at Plano and was given surgical rights. There, Mrs. – and there, his um, career would unravel. He would tell his parents – or parents. He would tell his patients, um, He like, so people – Trusted him, you know, and he would tell them that everybody was doing it wrong, and he's the only clean, minimally invasive guy in the whole state.
1: Mom, dad, I'm the only minimally invasive guy in this entire state.
0: <laughs> what, what, mom, dad?
1: You, you said parents, and oh, parents. patients.
0: Yeah, okay, I said, but I corrected myself. Yeah, so, anyways, <laughs> so there was like even so whenever he ended up getting fired from like one hospital and then he would have to tell his patients that he would, you know, cause he would work at multiple or get transferred to another one. He told his patients that like that they, um, Hey, we got to move to this other one. Uh, they have, what? yeah, they have more, um, you know, better equipment there to get the job that done.
1: That is unethical.
0: What is? doing that oh yeah well this dude did a lot of unethical things but But yeah that's one of the things and then like even the patients were like i don't you know like i guess we'll trust you but they were like they even said they're like i don't think this is like what he's saying is not right Um, because they said it was like a in a town that was or side of the town that was actually like lower class so, like, they were like, there's no way that, you know, they would have better, equ- or, you know, tools and stuff there than they would at the other yeah. one they were at. It's because he was either being let go or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, he's obviously really shady. Also, another thing was that he had a website, and um, they had, like whether they were fake or i don't know but like they had reviews and stuff on there that were saying oh he was good and then they had like a video uh like it was supposed to like hype him up you know and it was like showing how like he was a good doctor and it was he like had
1: a promo reel.
0: yeah yeah he apparently had a promo like a little like video of like everything and they said it was like a little lower quality but it, he had one so like people There was some guy who like searched on the internet for a a neurosurgeon, and they came across his site, and then they like came across this video, and they thought, "Oh, this looks pretty good." Or maybe there wasn't any um, reviews. I can't remember.
1: I bet it was filmed with a cell phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if there were reviews or there were no reviews. It it was one of the two. Hmm. But so there was nothing, and then they saw the video and they thought it was good. Or there was like some reviews and the video. I know the video for sure, because I remember, you know, talking about that, them talking about that. So, yeah, anyways. Mm. Yeah, and then, so that, like, and then each person that came in with a problem, no matter what, he would say, we can fix you, I can do it. Like, no doubt in his mind, Mm. which was completely false. So, um another doctor by the name of dr hoyle hoyle i don't know said that he didn't know um how he felt about mr dunch and he said that earlier that uh mitch he he thought mr dunch was really really good or really really arrogant uh it's definitely the second one yeah. um he don't uh do that yeah um, so then he uh, he actually only performed one surgery at the minimally invasive spine institute. Um, he was fired because he performed a surgery and then left for Las Vegas, leaving no one to look after his patient. Yeah, he just like did the surgery and then just like left, like didn't even care. There was. And of all places to go,
1: Las Vegas. Yeah. What well, a giant trash hole.
0: Well, he was a coke, you know he did coke and lsd so <clears throat> and then there was like doctors who would so like after they got out of these people got out of surgery who are obviously messed up there was other doc they had to call other doctors to come and try to you know alleviate whatever destruction he caused which is crazy and the doctors were even like i, I don't even know what this guy's doing or uh, you know, I got a couple of things that we'll like get into later, but they're like, this guy should not be on the street. um, Or he shouldn't be in a, you know, doing surgeries. So.
1: I bet this guy drinks Red Bull.
0: <laughs> Why did he say that?
1: I just feel like he does.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't get the correlation, but okay. So anyways. He does cocaine to stay up. He doesn't need, he doesn't need, he doesn't need. uh, He
1: probably sprinkles cocaine in his Red Bull.
0: Yeah. So he was, uh, he was fired for that. And then he, but he was still a surgeon at Baylor Plano. Uh, Jerry Summers, um, which was actually Dunch's childhood friend. So he's known this guy all his life. He said he could help him. And in February, 2012, Jerry went in for surgery for uh, a spinal fusion surgery, uh, which was apparently kind of pretty routine. Uh, When he woke up, he was a quadriplegic with Ah, incomplete ah, paralysis. ah. And incomplete paralysis means that you are still paralyzed, but you can feel pain. So you can't move everything. Yeah. So you can't move anything, but you can feel the pain. That's apparently his friend he grew up with. His good friend. Meh. That's crazy. So, um, he was suspended after this. um, And then his next uh, patient was poor old uh, 55-year-old Kelly Martin. No. Kelly had uh, fallen in her kitchen one day, which resulted in chronic back pain. And she wanted a surgery to alleviate the pain. This would be Chris's first death. She bled out to death during surgery, which was said also to be a relatively common procedure. What? Yeah. So there was was this... uh, So I thought it was crazy. And I was talking, I think, to my dad about this. Um, So there's this other surgery he had. And... He ended up, like, cutting into this guy's... Like, he, he was apparently saying that, like, there's so much blood and he put a spine... He cut, like, an artery or something? I I don't know. Some, something in the guy's, like, neck whenever he was doing surgery on his spinal cord. It's or it's a, his, not a spinal cord. His uh, spine? Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> he um he... Yeah, he hit something and there was a lot of blood... And he put a sponge in there to stop the bleeding, and he ended up leaving the sponge in the guy's neck. Whenever he sewed him back up, but
1: that actually happens a lot in surgery. Yeah,
0: but. yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I guess I thought that was weird, but I thought, man, like I don't know. I,
1: well, because it's so saturated with blood, it kind of just blends in.
0: I know, but wouldn't you think if I put a sponge in there, a sponge should probably come out?
1: Mm, well, he kind of sounds. Um, like, he doesn't really yeah, care, but so...
0: It, but, I mean, the thing is, is it apparently happens all the time, so... He's probably I don't know. like,
1: oh, it'll be fine in there. It'll just keep soaking up blood.
0: I don't... That's... Uh, but my question is, why... He had to get it removed, obviously, because it was hurting.
1: Yeah. It was probably, like...
0: Why? Pressure. What?
1: Pressure. Why did he have to go in from the side if he's doing spinal surgery in the neck?
0: Side? What do you mean?
1: Didn't you say he hit, like, a...
0: He hit something. I don't know what it was. No, I... Oh, so another thing is, like, which I was going to talk about in a later one. I mean, he would try to, like, drill holes, you know, because, like, sometimes they have to put screws in or something. So, like, he would just go in and just try to hit a spot. And, like, later um, on this other woman, she, like, a doctor had to come in and try to help her after that. And a scan showed that she had like multiple holes in spots that weren't even close to what where it should have been going.
1: He sounds like he was so yeah. coked out. I, he was probably like yeah. oh it's fine. Yeah. Oh it's fine.
0: So third <coughs>
1: times the charm. I'll just well, keep drilling that's, holes.
0: It's kinda what it was like um for him. So then Kelly uh or I, I talked about that. Yeah. So she apparently or she unfortunately died. Um, So then he ended up actually resigning from that Baylor Plano in April, 2012, before they could fire him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he later started at Dallas Medical Center. In July, 2012, Floella Brown went in for surgery. Shortly after she suffered, so like she went in for surgery and um, shortly after the surgery, she suffered a massive stroke uh, Caused by Dunch slicing her vertebral vertebr- vertebral artery during surgery, so he just yeah Vertibral? he vertebral vertebral yeah ver- vertebral vertical? no vertical no it wouldn't be vertical vertical would be up and down
1: vertebral vert yeah. I think I'm having a stroke vertible.
0: That's not funny because this woman really did. And oh that was yeah, that sad. was insensitive. Yeah. Sorry. So she really did, Sorry but it off. was it was actually caused because he hit um one of her arteries.
1: Vertible.
0: And he didn't fix it and he just sewed her back up and then just said, Here you go.
1: He didn't even put a sponge in
0: there? I don't know. Was it, vertible He's a piece of artery? shit though. Yeah.
1: That is. Yeah. The what? big ass vein on the side of your neck. Oh. That sticks out when you run. Oh, really? No, it's the one behind that one.
0: Yeah, no. I was gonna say it. Would, I would. It would be more closer to your vertebrae. Your vertebrae. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways. So, you on that same day that Floella had the stroke. He operated again on 53-year-old Mary Euford. She came in to have two vertebrae fused, but when she woke up, she was in severe pain and could not stand. Later, a CT scan would show this, what I was talking about. A nerve root had been amputated and there were several screw holes nowhere near where he was supposed to be and a screw actually had been Lodged in another nerve root Like ah. he messed this woman up Sue. 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 Oh I'm sure I'm sure she got A settlement over it But I mean Money's not going to fix any of this Like I don't care who what anyone says Money's not going to fix any of it So then Um, he was then fired before the end of the week because of the damage he caused to both of them. In June 2013, Christopher finally lost his surgical privileges after two physicians complained to the Texas Medical Board. This is the thing, though, is they were always complaining about this guy, and people would look into him, but in the hospitals, would not even really. They were kind of just pushing it away, because they would have had to do a ton of paperwork and deal with a lot of legality, legal issues, and, and like they were. They thought it was just easier just to like let him go, or I'm sorry, wait until he left, or I, I forgot what it was. But there was a, like there was a way where they could just deal if he with resigned. it. Yeah. Yeah. So like. It's also on the hospital's fault, all of those hospitals' faults, because they didn't they didn't do their work because they just didn't wanna deal with it, with it. Yeah. Which is disgusting. Yeah. Because they're a business.
1: That's when you uh if you really want yeah. him to resign, you just gotta ice him out. You eat all yeah. the donuts in the break room before he can get to any <laughs> You don't invite him to any Christmas parties.
0: Yeah, but they, uh, a hosp- hospital should have done. Yeah. For something like this, this is. I di- know we, I were, mean, this is horrible. we were
1: talking about this a few weeks ago, as we were laying in bed trying to go to sleep, and I said, I remember saying, there are people in hospitals whose entire career it is to handle situations like this, not people who are doing medical things or you know doing surgeries or Mm -hmm. having to run around in scrubs people that sit at a desk in business casual clothes and all they do all day is handle paperwork and things like this yeah and if multiple people too not just one
0: and i'm sure it would have cost money and stuff too because lawyers would have to get involved and
1: that's part of being a business. No, I and know. the fact that they it's were so negligent is disgusting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, they're not, yeah, it's, it's bad. The, there was these two doctors and they were very adamant about getting him away and not ever having him perform surgery on anyone ever again, but no, really no one would listen to him. Because these two doctors were always, they always heard stories or they were the ones that would have to go in and try to fix his mistakes. So like they saw all these firsthand, like firsthand, you know, like like I said, like there's a screw just lodged in another nerve root and he was nowhere near where he was supposed to be. So, Yeah. So, and then in July 2015, a grand jury indicted. Yay, (laughs) you (laughs) did it. Yeah. (laughs) Christopher on five counts uh, of aggravated assault and one count of harming an elderly person, which was Mary. Um,
1: And another count of drinking Red Bull (laughs) and being a douchebag.
0: He was finally sentenced to life in prison February twenty seventeen. Um and he's currently trying to appeal a sentence. Um but
1: Well he should stop because yeah. he sucks. Yeah. I think that this is such an extreme case of narcissism.
0: Yeah. And so that's why I was waiting for that to like after we told the story. Oh. He was he's definitely yes, this was an ego thing because he pulled the "Do you know who I am?" card. That definitely explains it. No, but
1: not just ego, narcissistic personality yeah. disorder. Yeah. That. Let's just you know, you know what? But just ask the oracle.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he. I think it definitely was that. Um. He shouldn't have been working on you know performing surgery on people. Oh, they said like in some of his uh plans you know like when he was planning to do surgery were actually not even good like the right ones either like they were like i don't know why he was doing like thinking to do that you know
1: they're like hey my toe hurts yeah let's put screws in your spine (laughs) that kind of thing uh well yeah
0: but yeah
1: you know what Okay, narcissistic personality disorder because I don't remember all the symptoms from a long time ago when I took this class. Lacking empathy, check.
0: Oh, that's definitely him.
1: Conversation hogger, probably. Self-importance, do you know who I am? Check. False image projection. Check. Rule-breaking cocaine, LSD, check.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I think all the other ones, too.
1: Strives for perfection. We don't know.
0: Uh, he definitely didn't strive for perfection or he would have actually performed the surgeries and somewhat of a
1: but in his mind that might have been perfect. Yeah. You know, what I, I guess saying? that's
0: true. Yeah, there was
1: Charming. We don't know.
0: There was some interviews in the uh courtroom and like him trying to like explain what he was going to do.
1: Manipulation. Probably.
0: Uh, yeah. Desire
1: for control.
0: Well, manipulation. When he was manipulating all his patients that he could do the job.
1: Yeah. Desire for control. Absolutely. He's a freaking surgeon. He's in control of someone's life. Blame. Did he blame other people for it?
0: Mm, no. well. I don't think so. I don't remember.
1: I think he's, um, very strong. Narcissist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that kind of got in the way. Yep. Uh, agreed. Yeah. So, that's him. Like I said, Wondery Podcast did like Wondery. a bunch. can you spell that out? Well, W-O-N-D-E-R-Y. Can you use it but in a sentence? It's doc- Wondery Podcast. That's they did not the, a sentence It's a mind. network. It's a Wondery Podcast network. They did one on, doc- it's called Dr. Death. It's like four or five part series or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that was where I got that. Yeah. Or like Messed the idea. Oh. Because I, I looked up some other things today. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you want to do next time? Mm, I don't care. You know, I was thinking about this when I was doing um, mine earlier. And I was like getting my information. Hmm. An episode of I Survived popped into my head, and I know we've already done sur- I Survived stories. Mm-hmm. We should do a part two. Uh,
0: okay. What did we do? What was the first one? What do you it was mean? just they survived the. Oh yeah, 'cause yours was like, she got her, her arms cut off and Mary Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: We don't have to. Do you have any ideas?
0: Uh, I don't have any ideas. I'm looking at our list, but
1: Jared, we need more ideas.
0: Yeah. We could surprise you or we could whatever.
1: Jared is our um, intern. He doesn't know that.
0: <laughs> so, yep. We can come up with something. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Well, um, Yep.
1: Yeah. Survival stories.
0: Okay. Or Sounds Or we good. might surprise you with oh, a better
1: yeah. idea we have.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Or we, yeah. We watched that slasher show on Netflix. Yeah. That was kind of interesting.
1: Interesting. Cool concept.
0: Some of it was a little cheesy.
1: little cheesy.
0: But it wasn't a bad. A
1: lot of sex. So if you don't mind sex scenes.
0: Not as much as Game of Thrones though.
1: Um, no. Early seasons these, of Game of Thrones. Yeah, early Game of Thrones. But these were like intense sex yeah oh yeah
0: yeah these were game of thrones has intense ones
1: eh, yeah yeah i guess but not not as i don't know this yeah this was it made me feel dirty <laughs>
0: okay but it was interesting because it was like the serial killer concept and stuff yeah yeah
1: yeah it's, and it's an anthology like yeah. um american horror Story, so each season is a different yeah concept. we watched
0: what did we watch season one last night no three yeah. Oh yeah, we ended up watching three on accident. That's right. But it was good. Yeah, it was good. But it doesn't matter because it's. Yeah. <laughs> every season's different. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, maybe a suggestion out there for y'all. Yeah. Anyways, okay. All right. Um. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.